Well, good morning. There's, there's apparently a lot of background noise here. I am in Chicago this morning. I am not far from the airport. I am, uh, I am, I don't know where I'm going today. I, I have no idea. I didn't go anywhere yesterday. I got over here uh, with the expectation of going somewhere and then ended up not going anywhere. But, you know, that's, that's just kind of the way it works in this business sometimes. You just, uh, you just don't know. So I am, uh, I'm sitting in Chicago at the moment. I'm probably going to go uh, somewhere uh, this afternoon or this evening, I, but I don't know yet. I have kind of have the morning off. So I'm just kind of uh, taking my time. It's, it's almost 9 o'clock uh, uh, Central Time. Sorry. Eastern Time, it's almost 10 o'clock. So it's, it's 8.53 Friday. I'm sorry. It's, it's only Thursday. Thursday. Boy, I'm, I'm, I got a day ahead of myself. 8.53 a.m. Central Time. Thursday, November 5th, 16th, sorry, 16th. Boy, I'm, I'm all over the place. Maybe I need some chai or something. I don't, I don't, I don't have any chai with me. I, I didn't bring chai with me. I was going to bring some and I forgot, totally forgot. And I, now I'm chai-less. However, I do have some sweet tea. I have uh, my own homemade brew of sweet tea. I have something else uh, that's, uh, I forgot to pull it over here. Um, it's a special kind of water. It's uh, a flavored water, apparently has caffeine in it energizing water of some kind my wife got some at, at uh, Costco and so I, we we she was she said everybody else is drinking it so she you know because they're they're right right after they drink it they, go, they jump off of a bridge she's gonna do that as well <clears throat> apparently so uh, everybody else is drinking it, so she has to drink it so now she's gonna be addicted to something else and I have uh, oh, she, <laughs> she found a new favorite I think she likes it it's it, she said it did give her quite a bit of energy and she could she was uh, she couldn't sleep after she drank it I guess Caffeine doesn't affect me too badly, and now sometimes some certain combinations of things with caffeine will keep me up a little bit. But I typically uh, I can fall asleep with caffeine in my mouth typically, so it's not that not that big of a deal. But probably because I drink so much of it all day long that it just doesn't have an effect on me. I uh, literally drink a lot of sweet tea, by the way. Uh, just in case you're wondering, so. Uh, this morning I've been, I've been pouring over some issues that are going on, some things that are happening uh, in the news. There's, there's an interesting, unfortunately Ben Shapiro is kind of showing his uh, yeah, egotistical side, uh, self-centered. The guy probably, uh, you know, the, the higher up people get in certain organizations, the more they uh, tend to run things. <clears throat> um, there's a very high tendency, I'm not saying they're all that way. There's a very high tendency for for those people to be narcissists. Narcissists tend to rise to those occasions because they're bossy. They get they they steamroll over other people. They have no empathy. They continue. To, they get the job done because it's all about them and their ability to succeed and how other people perceive them. And of course, that it that tends to be in some businesses, in some circles, in some uh, types of industry. Uh, there are people who rise up in leadership in those organizations, partially because there's no actual accountability in them. When you're just looking at uh, paperwork and how people get things done according, you know, on paper, uh, they they will tend to rise to those positions. Well, then they rise to positions before people realize that hey, that person is a narcissist. Nobody likes to work for them, and 
so then you have this problem underneath those people typically typically that they will uh, it, it becomes a revolving door I, I worked for one uh, not that long ago well I guess about 20 years ago a little more 20 years ago yeah it gets been a little while in the great scheme of things and how long my life is I it's not that long um, but in, in the world you know in terms of world history uh, it's not that long it's just a brief moment of time. However, in, in terms of, you know, if an elephant were standing on your foot, it'd be a very, 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 very long time. Um, the deep, the, 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 maybe I need some of that caffeine. I had, the interesting part of this is how uh, I worked for this guy and he was, the place was a revolving door and it, it was just, uh, people didn't work there for very long at all. Uh, six months was typically the, the longest anyone would work there. Now, a, a person will tend to find what I call flying monkeys. It's, it's just something that, uh, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a epidemiologist, I'm not a life coach or financial guy. Okay, so just let's just put that in there. Uh, but however, this, uh, this guy named Les Carter, uh, he's really good about, uh, he's an interesting character. He talks about all kinds of uh, personality disorders. There's another, another lady, uh, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, uh, she, she's pretty good too. She talks about all kinds of disorders, sociopaths, and that kind of thing. And it's what's interesting about this is how um, certain people will connect with them because they're uh, they're enablers. So they they are the kind of people who uh, basically are uh, trauma trapped. I, I call it trauma trapped. That's my term for it. What what happens is a person gets abused by this narcissist. And they think that they're doing better because of it. In other words, they have such low self-esteem, such low ability to, low self-awareness, um, and this, they think that this narcissist. They usually will say things like, "Oh, they're brilliant. They're a, they're a genius. They're so smart. Wish I could be like them, like that kind of thing." Um, there is this. Uh, Les Carter calls them flying monkeys, which is if you think if you know anything about the Wizard of Oz and the, the Wish, Wicked Witch of the West. Or is that what it was? Yeah, whatever she was, the the bad witch, and and she she had flying monkeys, people who just you know did did her bidding, uh, were on her side so to speak, <clears throat> and this is what represent is representative of these people. He, he calls them that because they are the people who fly. You know they're they're controlled by this individual. They want to they they like being in that position. They they uh, like living in that shadow because it somehow, somehow gives them some kind of sense of security in their rebellion. And, and so it's, it's kind of a an interesting, uh, oh, what am I looking at here? Oh, earthquakes, Iceland. Okay, that's, that's bad, yeah. Um, so this, this, all, this stuff all happens, and uh, there, there was one fellow there who had worked there for a long time, and of course that's, that's exactly, he described this guy to a T, Les Carter did. He, 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 he said this guy, um, well, he didn't say this guy was. Um, he he would wake up in the middle of the night, pass out from, from all the stress he was under. He was extremely stressed in this job, but he just didn't want to go anywhere else because he just thought this guy was just. He just thought this guy was a genius. He just he just felt so privileged to work for this guy. And he was always under huge amounts of stress. And it was the you know it was the epitome of his life to be able to be approved by this guy. Have this guy say anything. And of course, once in a while, the guy would. 
just, just, just an off-the-cuff comment, and this guy would just lap it up like like a cat that hadn't had milk for for ten years. I mean, it just it was a it just kept the guy in on the reservation the entire time. So, what was interesting about this this whole thing? Now, now getting back to this whole thing, anybody rising up into those kinds of le- le- levels of leadership has this tendency to become a, a narcissist. Now, everybody has a little bit of narcissistic tendencies. Uh, this, this one doctor was, was saying that that's not actually a diagnosable um, personality disorder. It is just a level of tendency that some people have. It is a, a personality trait, I guess you would say, not, not really a disorder. And one of the problems with, with diagnosing narcissism, now, if, a, if you go to a counselor for something else and the, the counselor find, figures out, oh, you're a narcissist. Now, this, where this typically will happen is when people go as a couple, they'll go to a counselor and the, the, the counselor will just determine that one of the particular people are narcissists. Is it, the problem is the narcissist. And that leads to a whole other avenue, you know, for the counselor. I think that that, that gives them a whole different uh, struggle. Now, there are things that some counselor, some, some narcissists are very good, very, very, very good at hiding their narcissism. Um, one interesting thing about this is that most narcissists will not, will, do not want to go to a counselor, or they will go to a counselor that they know they can manipulate. If, when it comes to couples counseling, now they will not typically go to their own counselor. They will not, they will not even consider going to a counselor themselves because, by golly, they got you no. Know, they don't need a counselor. They're not weak. They're not. You know, they don't need any help. Now, uh, and we, and we, most people think that that narcissists are men. When it, whenever you look online, talk about narcissism, you will typically find that they call them. You know, they'll say he all the time when they're talking about a narcissist. Well, I got news for you. I don't know if that was the case, you know, back in the 50s, 40s, you know, 60s. It is not the case anymore. Uh, there are a huge number of narcissists that they, they, they manifest narcissism in a different way, but they are women. And many of them are covert narcissists, which are even worse because they are able to hide it. And this is the kind of thing where the person who's under their control becomes very, uh, they shut down, become very lonely. They don't, they don't have any, uh, because they can't tell anybody about the problem. Nobody notices it because they hide it. Very few people will notice it. Now, having said all that, um, Ben Shapiro, I, I, I have determined that he, he probably is on a higher spectrum, higher level of narcissism. One of the things that was telling of this is that recently Candace Owens, uh, who they've been getting into an online spat, basically. So Candace Owens, she, if you don't know who she is, she's a, um, I don't know what, how she prefers to be, she's, a, she's a, a person of color woman who rose kind of to the top. She went through, uh, she was first introduced on Alex Jones uh, on Infowars initially, and then she went to Prager University. She ended up going to uh, a network of the Daily Wire. I think she might have gone some other places in there. She was, you know, a couple different places. And she's been interviewed on, on um, Fox News and everything else. I mean, there's been some, some commentators on there that have interviewed her. 
very straightforward, very honest individual. I really appreciate her to a great deal. She, you know, she's a mother. Um, she's just an, uh, an awesome person with regard to common sense and intellect and ability to weed through conversations. Well, she, um, she recently made some comments about Nikki Haley, I believe on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. And she was calling Nikki Haley out on this idea of, you know, all the funding that's going to Israel and all the things that are going there. Well, Ben Shapiro, of course, is standing up for funding and aid and all kinds of things to, to help Israel. He's all, he's all about, he's Jewish, of course, and he's always going all in on that. Now, I, I don't know, his, his one of his best friends, Jason, uh, Jeremy Boren, which I think is uh, the, he's kind of the main producer of The Daily Wire. They used to own more than 50% of that company. I don't believe they do anymore. However, they are the largest shareholders. And <clears throat> so they, now Candace made a comment, something about funding going to Israel, and, and she, she, she put out this entire, I think her, most of her tweet was entirely um, the Beatitudes, which is when Jesus said, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are these, blessed are the, um, and it goes through this whole thing, and it, it, she, she put all that in her tweet. And then Ben Shapiro came back and, and rebuked her and said, if you feel that, that taking money, uh, you know, receiving money from uh, the Daily Wire is conflicting with who you are, then feel, you're, feel free to quit. This is going on in public. Now, in my opinion, Ben Shapiro is way out of line on this. Now, I, ben Shapiro apparently thought it was about him and about the Daily Wire. It, and it was all about Nikki Haley. It was obviously about Nikki Haley, but Ben Shapiro didn't see it that way. He saw it as an attack on him and the Daily Wire. Um, that's fine, Ben. If you want to, if you want to think that, that's fine. But it's obvious what's going on here. It, it, someone says something, and you think it's all about you. I could be talking about this, look, the sky is blue, and you, you'd think, well, blue is the color of the Israeli flag. Why are you, you know, why are you making fun of that? You know, just, it just, you know, he's looking for a fight. He's looking for persecution where it doesn't exist. And I, I think that this is very telling. This is very, sometimes very obvious of some individuals out there in these kinds of positions that, in my opinion, um, quite often do not understand you know the world around them because they are just so absorbed self-absorbed but ben shapiro was right on a lot of things he's he's also uh you know he here's the here's and here's the problem he can he can debate his way on any of his opinions and he's a very good debater so he can come up with these what seem appear to be logical explanations and he can and build foundations very logically very quickly he's a very fast talker as well very intelligent individual. That doesn't mean you're right about everything. And just because you can come up with all kinds of explanations before someone else can think it through doesn't mean you're right. It just means that, that they haven't thought it through. And while, you, while he makes points that, you know, it's, yeah, okay, it's, it, you got a good point. Let's talk about it. Let's dig down on that a little bit more on that philosophy, on that ideology, and see where it goes. Because it's not always right. 
at the end of the day. And he's, he's a very black and white individual in a, in a very gray world. And it's, um, okay, I, I'm looking at this uh, in Boston. Now they're blocking the streets. Uh, the protesters, there's probably 50 of them there, 50 or 60, 70 maybe at the most. Blocking a, a bridge, they're out on a bridge, apparently it's a Brooklyn Bridge maybe, I don't know what, what bridge it is. It's, uh, Boston, WFXT is showing this video of, of this uh, group of individuals holding up signs calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. I, I think it's the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge it looks like. And of course, they're, cause they're so they're shutting it down, uh, which, you know, it, that's great. Uh, that's, that's great. Uh, Jews say ceasefire now. Okay, I, that's, what, that's what Jews, they're speaking for all Jews apparently now. Um, I guess that's, that's, that's who they are now. They, they've taken the, they've take, they apparently took a vote and they became the spokespeople and said, we want you to go out. All the Jews now agreed that they should go out on the Brooklyn Bridge and hold up this sign that says, ceasefire now. Oh, a pro-Palestinian uh, protest uh, turns violent outside the, uh, the DNC office, Democratic National Committee office, because, you know, apparently that's a thing. Uh, injuries, uh, officers injured. It looks like an insurrection to me, so it looks like. Hopefully they have a, 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 a committee, a form of committee, and they go have an investigation and bring some people out. But this is, you know, obviously, hopefully they have, have some officers laying in state uh, there. Let Gaza live. Well, Gaza can live. It's there's such a twisted sense of reality here uh, among these people, and, and and again, it's the, the the idea of protesting for protesting's sake. What are you really protesting for, and what purpose and what outcome do you want to have come out of your protest? It's Here's what happens. When they are out there and protesting, of course, they're going to use this for years and say, I was out there in the streets protesting, standing up for whatever it is, civil rights or whatever it was. People, These people use those. This is their form of righteousness. This is their form of righteousism in their, their religion. We're talking about yesterday. Their, their religion of government and uh, climate change and everything else that's out there. This is just a new cause for them to go out there and start beating the streets and beating, causing uprisings and up and unrest. And they think that they're getting something accomplished with this. And the only people who are swayed are like people like John Roberts, who have no, not a spine at all. Well, we didn't have riots in 2000. That's why, that's why the Supreme Court got involved with the election. We, we have riots now, so we can't do that. Well, so the mob just won. Mob rule wins. Because now you're not going to give a case or hear a case because of riots, more riots. Yeah. Oh, now we got Carl Rove on Fox News. Now he's he's on there talking about whatever. Um, Carl Rove, you know, he's a genius. Yeah. Uh, he helped Bush get elected. I think it was uh, I think it was 2000, the 2000 election. Of course, then he became the the genius behind, you know, he was the one who got Bush elected, so therefore he must be a genius. <sighs> much, much like, uh, who's the guy that was, uh, it's the economy, stupid, the guy that got Bill Clinton elected. 
just a, a total whack job, knucklehead. Uh, so anyway, we have all of that. Now, as the week goes on here, as we continue on some of these things, there, there are, there's continuing um, escalation. I just heard that hate hate among some hate hate among whatever groups is, is up like 300 percent or 800 percent, whatever it is. You would think that with our president now, where where he is, you know, you would think that the hate the hate would go down. You know, this, if we had a, this wonderful leader that we have, and then here's here's something else I want to want to mention. Speaking of our leader, uh, didn't do a very good segue there, but not not that I I'm not known for my segues. Um, Biden, uh, if you know, he's such a great president. He won with more votes than any person who's ever ever ran for office before. Eighty one million votes. Uh, he beat, you know, Donald Trump, one of the most pre- popular presidents ever. Uh, beat him handily, you know, by by millions and millions of votes, supposedly according to them. Um, and yet, people are coming out of the woodwork to run for for president on the Democrat side. This this doesn't happen in an election year when there's. A popular president who's just done such a fantastic job. This president's just done such an awesome job. He's just doing such a good job. He's he's, in, he's incredible. Bidenomics is just amazing. And so now all these people are coming out of the woodwork to run for president. Now there were a few at first. Now there's more. Now, what do you think that they will get a primary? I don't think they will. I don't think there's going to be a primary uh, election system this year for the Democrats. I just don't believe it. I, now, I think what's going to happen, they're going to have a convention. They always have a convention. And the way this works is they usually have their primaries. Then at the convention, they all come together and they put their support behind you know, what the candidate is and they decide who their candidate's going to be and they put their candidate out there. I, I, I don't see a process uh, right now in place where they're going to have anybody else but Biden stepping up at the convention. Now, what happens at the convention is where the questions are. If Biden becomes the nominee officially from the convention, there's two avenues basically where they can go with this. One is they could have a brokered convention and they could decide at the convention, they could decide on who the nominee is going to be. If for some reason uh, Biden takes that moment to say, I am formally declining the nomination and I'm casting my support behind Gavin Newsom, whoever it is, or whoever whoever they're going to put up there. I I believe Gavin's going to be probably going to be the most likely candidate. Um, He is a very dangerous individual because he is a very slick talker. His policies are as bad or worse as anything Obama ever did. It is a, it is, it looks like a mess in California right now. He, but he is a very, very slick talker. You talk to some people, um, people on the left in California think it's great. Everything's great. This is all wonderful. People are leaving in droves. All I have to do is look at the statistics on U-Haul trailers they will practically pay you to take a U-Haul trailer one way to California right now. Or rental cars, same thing. 
It's an interesting phenomena right now. Otherwise, I have to load them up on a flatbed and take them back. And that just costs some money. So, in the midst of all this, uh, you have... So there's Gavin Newsom. Now, if Gavin Newsom teams up uh, with someone... Uh, uh, there, I've heard some estimations that probably what we're going to have is we're going, if, we're going, if for some reason Donald Trump drops out, what we're going to probably end up with is a DeSantis, Nikki Haley ticket, one way or the other. I, it's probably going to be DeSantis for president and Nikki Haley as a VP, one way or the other, or it could be Nikki Haley as presidential candidate and, and DeSantis as the. Nikki has performed very well in some of the polls, supposedly. However, I think that as time goes on, and as we discover who she really is, I think that there's going to be a, a lot of trepidation in, on the, from independents. If it's a Nikki Haley against Gavin Newsom race, you, you can forget it. It's, Gavin Newsom's got it. Nikki Haley is a neocon. She is a rhino. Through and through, she's an establishment Republican. Uh... DeSantis is kind of showing his true colors. He, I don't know that he is a true, what I would call, uh, true establishment Republican, but he certainly is definitely uh, being swayed by and being counseled by a lot of neocons and rhino Republicans, establishment Republicans this time. So therefore, I, I, I really question whether or not he, was, he will be able to get out from underneath that influence and actually see things the way they need to be seen. And, and I, I think that uh, our, our only real hope here is going to be Trump. I mean, that's just, it's going to be, uh, he's, he's got to be the, the nominee. He's got to get in there. It, it's, uh, we'll see how all this goes. Even if he loses, it's, be, it's better, in my opinion, uh, to have him in there than it would be to have someone else in there at this time. It's just, just the way I see it. Now, uh, who, the, who the Democrat, and that's, I know that sounds crazy, but it's, it, it really is. Uh, in the long term, I think there's going to be, it, there needs to be this kind of a, an understanding within the Republican Party that, hey, the establishment is not in charge anymore. So, I, and maybe, maybe, maybe they would use that as a, as a wedge. Maybe they would say, oh, so look, you, you guys, you, you put Donald Trump up there and he lost. Now, now we have this. It's all, it's all Donald Trump's fault. It's all those people who voted for Donald Trump. It's all their fault. No, it's people who didn't vote for Donald Trump. It's their fault. <laughs> it's it's kind of kind of backwards thinking. It's the, that's the way they like to put This is the way the Democrats do things. They push it back on, on you. Oh, look, look, you, you, this happened, and now, now it's your fault. Uh, no, it wasn't my fault. Anyway, so I um, have to have a kind of a short show here this morning because I do have some other things to get to. However, um, Hopefully, I get this posted before noon today, uh, noon Central Time, and uh, tomorrow morning there may very well be a show. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's again, it's fifty-fifty. Uh, either there will or there won't be. But once again, folks, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for uh, commenting. Whatever you're doing with this uh, podcast, if you're throwing it away. That's fine too. Uh, as long as you clicked on it, that's all that matters. <laughs> I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you taking the time. And I appreciate your, uh, your 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 thoughtful consideration of, of my my uh, my opinions. I, I do appreciate that great reaction. Once again, folks, uh, thank you for, for listening. Hope you hope your day goes wonderfully. 
rest of your day, and I hope that you have a, uh, an awesome weekend. I don't know if you have a uh, short Take care, folks. God bless, and we will talk soon.